So there's a, there's a um, very famous story in the Bible, very famous story, where Solomon, it was before he was king, or maybe when he just became king, and he was feeling really overwhelmed, and he goes, my gosh, the responsibility on me. And God showed up in a dream of his and said, Solomon, just ask it of me. Ask it. Whatever you want, I'll give it. Just ask. And Solomon, in his dream, in his vision, went, like, how do I lead these people? So God, I don't ask for anything but the ability to discern between right and wrong. That's it. That's all I ask is when they come before me with their cases, because we know in a community there's going to be challenge and there's going to be problems and there's going to be legal issues that need to be dealt with. God, I don't ask for anything except the ability to understand what's right and what's wrong and to judge between two people righteously. And God said, because you have not asked for yourself, you didn't ask for riches, you didn't ask for fame, all you asked is to understand mishpat in Hebrew, justice. Our Torah portion is called mishpatim, which actually is justices, really, because mishpat means justice. Because you didn't ask for anything but to understand justice. Not only will I give you that, but I'll give you what you didn't ask for. I'll give you, your, I'll give you the riches, and I'll give you the honor. Today I want to speak about a topic that um, may not be spoken about uh, often or frequently, and maybe I even haven't spoken about it as often as I should, but as sure as I'm standing here before you, this topic is deep in the heart of God. And it's foundational to the kingdom of God. In fact, without it, everything falls apart. Everything falls apart. We can have righteous governments that enact laws that are in line with the Bible, but without this one thing, society falls apart, the Torah falls apart, Israel falls apart, the kingdom falls apart. And this is justice. It's crazy that in American politics, like right-wing believers are really passionate about righteousness, about sin not being called good, about what the Bible calls evil and what the Bible calls an abomination to not make that the norm especially in the areas of, of sexual morality and like what God says is, is, is right in relationships. Sort of the right-wing believers are really into righteousness. 
And the left-wing believers are more into justice and fairness. And they kind of vote that way. But what does the Bible say? The Psalms in multiple places say that righteousness and justice are the foundations of your throne. So, yes, and amen to righteousness. May sin never be called good. May sin not be called righteous. And yes, and amen to justice. And if you don't understand that, and if, or if you just don't even agree with it or don't feel it, truly conceptualize it, you're missing the probably, arguably, the biggest part of God's heart. Justice is in his nature. So today I want to talk about what justice, biblical justice, is in Hebrew mishpat. And if you do a word study on mishpat, it is clear, clear, clear what justice actually is. So I want to talk about it in this t- as we're at this Torah portion called mishpat. It's very, very interesting, the progression of the Torah. Last week, the Torah portion was Yitro, Jethro, and the two big components of the Torah portion was Moses coming to Jethro and saying, and Jethro saying, you know, all these people are coming to you. I mean, it's not really a, a good idea to have all these people coming to you and you have to be the only judge and, and judge between man and man. For all these people, you need to set up a structure. And after that, in the Torah portion, we have the Ten Commandments. And then after the the giving of the Ten Commandments. And then after the Ten Commandments, we have this Torah portion. So before God gave the laws, before he gave any laws, we have the interaction between Moses and Jethro. And short-sightedly, we see the interaction between Moses and Jethro as maybe just a teaching on delegation. Moses, you got to raise up some folks so you don't get burnt out. It's not just that. Moses, through the, through the guidance of Jethro, set up a governance structure. He set up a governance structure. He set up a foundation of judges for Israel. Why? Because God is about to give the laws. And laws without a way to determine if the law has been kept or broken, you can't have that. So without a system of judges and somebody breaks the law, who determines if you really broke the law or not? Who determines it? The mobs? The will of a king? So God sets up a system of judges and then he gives the laws. Do you understand that? That is so important. So important. It's not just a teaching on delegation with Moses. He set up the governance structure for the land of Israel the team of judges. After that, the laws come first. First, the Ten Commandments, which are like the the foundation for the Torah. And now we start the laws, additional laws, the details of the laws. And what are the first laws we see? 
laws of justice and how we treat our fellow man and our fellow woman. And why did the children of Israel, the Hebrews, why did they have to learn that first? Why did that come before Shabbat? Why did it come before wearing your tzitzit? Why did it come before eating your kosher meals? Why did it come before any holiday celebration or giving of sacrifices? Why is the very first thing after the Ten Commandments laws about treating people? Because the, the Hebrews, the Israelites, just came out of slavery. Every single person that came out of Egypt was born into slavery. Every single one of them. They were born in Egypt. They grew up in Egypt. They were born slaves. They grew up slaves. And that's all they knew. Their only model for treating each other was slavery. And now they come out. So the first thing that Moses teaches them is how to treat each other. It's amazing. So let's dig in to mishpat, justice. And we're going to talk about what it is, and we're going to talk about what it isn't. Justice, biblically, through and through, is the following. If a law potentially is broken, if somebody does anything wrong, whether he does it wrong himself, like he curses God or breaks Shabbat or whatever it is, or it's person against person, you steal from somebody or you lie or you, you, God forbid, you you commit a, a, a murder, whatever the wrong is, justice in the Bible is the accused and the accusers have the absolute right to go before an absolutely impartial judge. Absolutely impartial. A judge that will not look at the color of your skin, a judge that won't look at your wealth, a judge that won't look at your fame, a judge that won't look at what the mobs want. Absolute impartiality, the accused and the accuser. And the judge who are, who are overseeing this case should say guilty or innocent based on nothing but facts. And that is justice in the Bible. And this was radical in that time. Do you know why? Because all the countries, including Egypt, justice was dished out by the whim of a king. If he was angry, you're guilty. You're dead. If the mobs are angry, they'll drag you into the street and stone you to death. But God, through Moses, said, no way in my kingdom are people going to be dragged into the street No matter what, everything must be looked at impartially, unequivocally impartially. And the Torah goes through specific things. Judges are not allowed to take any bribes because a bribe will blind how they're looking at things. A judge should not be allowed to look at what the people want. If 10,000 people are going, we want justice, we want justice, Guilty, guilty, 
guilty. The judge, biblically, is not allowed to listen to any of it. And just look at the case fact-based and make a judgment whether it's guilt or whether it's innocent, not based on anything, your nationality, your wealth. And if it's not done, it is called an abomination to God. We know the word abomination from other areas in, in Scripture. We know that, you know, like homosexual sex is called an abomination. You know what else is called an abomination, the same word? Unjust decisions are called an abomination to the Lord. So every believer must, must have a passion for justice, for fair trials. As a totally hypothetical, if in, let's say, America, if a rich guy can get off easy, but a poor guy gets a big sentence for the exact same crime, it's a stench to God. It's a stench. It's a break of Torah. Unequal weights and measures. If there's anything, anything, where a verdict is given based on anything external outside of the facts of the case, and the Torah, it's so interesting, there's a verse even in Leviticus that says judges should not be partial to the poor or favor the rich. Do you understand that? Whoever is in a case, when, it's, when there is a case, when there is an, a, a wrong that has happened, and now instead of just giving a verdict, it has to go before a court, that court is not allowed to favor you if you're poor or if you're rich. And if the judge does, it is injustice. And that is at the heart of God. Without that, without it, society crumbles. Without it, the Torah crumbles. So what happens if you don't get the verdict you want? Let me tell you what justice is not. Justice is not getting what you want as hard as that may be. Here's an example, a hypothetical. Let's say I am wronged, or let's say, God forbid, a family of mine, a family member of mine, or a friend, or somebody in my community, God forbid, is murdered. God forbid. It may rise up within me to want justice. And we see that in society. People scream. Mobs can scream. We want justice. We want justice. Justice for this person. Justice for that person. But what they're saying is we want guilt for that person. Because we have seen what we saw, and based on what we saw, we are ready to make a verdict of guilt. And no matter how passionate we are, and no matter how passionate the mobs are, and no matter how convincing the news stories or the 10-second clips are declaring guilt without 
a trial is in itself an injustice. That is not just whoever it is. I don't care if it's, a, if it's a somebody who murdered somebody in the past. I don't care if there's a history of bad behavior. Every single person, if there is a wrong, has a right to bring his or her case before a fair and impartial judge. And for that judge or group of judges to make a decision not based on anything, anything, anything external. So screaming for guilt is not justice. So as hard as it is, if there is a case that you feel passionate about, if somebody I know, God forbid, gets killed, and this rises up within me, guilt, 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 and he goes to court, and if that court is truly impartial and does their job as God wants them to do, even if the perpetrator is found innocent for whatever reason, and I don't like it, or the people don't like it, sorry, but justice has been served. Biblical justice is the ability the radical idea that every person is entitled to a fair and impartial trial. And with that is the foundation of Torah. The challenge is that the judges are human. They're human. And they're imperfect. So what do you do? What do you do if... You went before a trial, uh, to a trial. You went before a judge. You went before a jury, even in Israel or modern day times. And the trial happened, but the outcome was not based on fairness, but the outcome was based on anything external, anything, the rich, whatever it is, anything external. Now, in this country, we have abilities. We can peacefully protest. We have that right in this country. And we have voting rights, which is not something they had in Israel. Israel had a monarchy. You weren't getting the kingship out of the line of David, no matter where you voted. Okay? So we have certain rights in this country. But biblically, if the leaders are unjust and they're not looking at their cases impartially and they're either accepting bribes or they're following the mob, or they're, or they're looking at externals, or if it's, a, if it's a, a wealthy businessman, he gets off, but if it's a poor person, he doesn't get off. What happens, what is the next step, biblically, for the accused? There's one answer in the scripture. Like I said, you know, in this country, there is, you can peacefully protest and things like that, but there's one answer in the Bible. Cry out to God, because he is on the side of the oppressed. That is the answer. Cry out to God, and he hears the cries of the oppressed. It says, I've heard the cries of my people. I've heard their groanings, and I have come to answer. It may take a while, but cry out to God. He is your deliverer if man is not. 
He is your deliverer. If the ones that are installed by God to be completely impartial are partial and are not administering true justice, the biblical answer is cry to God and he hears your cries and he comes to the rescue. God is your deliverer. He hears the cries of the widow and the orphan and the alien. He hears, cry out to God, and he will, in his way and in his timing, make things right. We don't have a right to burn down a city in response to injustice. We don't have a right to burn down a city or to break laws in response to injustice. The biblical thing to do is cry out to the Lord. If the leaders aren't administering justice, God will administer justice. And God would judge a nation that is unjust. God will judge the nation that is unjust. We think like America could come under judgment for this or that or this, or this country can come under judgment for this, or that, or, or this. But Isaiah 10 says, woe to the nation that does not deal justly with its people. It says, where will your help be from when trial comes? Where will your help come from when tribulation comes? Comes. When I bring judgment on your nation because you're not judging the people rightly, where will you find your help when I bring judgment to the nation? Very, very strong words. So wherever you are, if you are a believer, please remember that justice, treating people 100% fairly, and this is not just government, it's, any, it's in a family, it's parents with kids, it's in a congregation. It's if you're a boss. It's if you're a landlord. These laws of justice apply to all of us. And they are in the heart of God. The foundation of his throne is righteousness and justice. The day will come when the son of David, the branch, the righteous branch of David, will govern fully in righteousness. Yeshua HaMashiach, the Messiah. And even in that day, man will no longer even quarrel with man. It will be peace on earth. The, the wolf and the, and the lamb will lay down with each other. Swords will be thrown away. May that day come soon. But until that day, God knows that man and man are going to have challenges with each other, that there's going to be issues and instead of it being a mob rule or the rule of the many or the whim of the king, the, the biblical Torah thing to do is to have complete impartiality. May we all recognize how important this is to God. And in the words of Amos, the famous words of Amos, famous Amos, may justice flow like water and righteousness like an everlasting stream. In Yeshua's name. Amen.